Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you this week. This is going to be a very fun week, because guess what? College football is starting. We are so close to week zero starting, and so close to BYU football starting. We are so excited, and we're excited to share with you an interview that we had with BYU football player Quentin Rice. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our social media pages. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Also, make sure you check out our website that was just published today, RoyalStrongAndTrue.com, where you will find a lot of information that we will discuss later on the show. But it is your one-stop shop for uh, BYU football. One quick nugget. Oh, we got a nugget. <laughs> An early show. nugget. An early Let's nugget. Go. Let's go. Just tease for the episode. Okay. Quote. From Stephen A. Smith. Now, get this. This is galaxy brain right should here. Should be okay? good. It should be good. Nobody has been Nick Saban. Nobody. Not one. <laughs> Not one person. No one has been Nick Saban before. Profound. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's continue. <laughs> if you're enjoying the episode, make sure you leave a five-star review, download, and share. Make sure you're always messaging us on social media, too, so we can interact and have fun with you. We love this community. That shout we out have Wyatt. Grown. Shout Ooh. out to Wyatt Collins. We should, we, should, name, right? we should shout out, like, one follower or interactor every episode. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. There's going to be Kevin Wyatt. lots of episodes. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. No Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild Let's go, Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Go, 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 Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of The Best Podcast. The number one podcast. Period. Exclamation point. All categories. Mm-hmm. First things first, before you guys get too comfortable, I want you to find an item okay. that was not too familiar to me as a child, mm-hmm. but is now a staple for certain tasks. It's a compressed air duster. Ooh, oh, my. Those are good. Yeah. That's like a Gen Z housekeeping item. <laughs> because oh. it's time for housekeeping. Housekeeping, baby. Before we start, I just want to declare that we as a podcast have just learned what cobalt blue is. Mm. Uh, we didn't. We knew that it existed, and we've now found out what it is. So uh, shout out to cobalt blue. Anyway, speaking of blue, let's talk about the BYU Cougars and the Royal Blue football team that we love. BYU fall camp is over. Done. USF prep has already started. Let's go. We are so close to BYU football season, but first we got week zero that we got to take care of. Yes, uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Fall camp went about as we as we planned. No information whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No season-ending injuries. No though. injuries. As far as we know, knocking on wood here. <laughs> I'm not gonna rule anything out. There could be 11 week injuries, but uh, no 12 week injuries. Yeah. Yes. True. <laughs> the coaching staff this year has been remarkably tight-lipped. Yes. There has literally been no real answers to any questions in the press conference interviews. 
The only real answer we've gotten was a couple days ago when Elias Tuiaki was talking about the UAB game, was talking about defensive struggles last year, and he took accountability. He owned up to it and said, you know what? We didn't do a good enough job motivating. We didn't do a good enough job calling plays. And he actually took responsibility for that, which had me gain a little bit more respect for Tuiaki. I think he's a good Mm -hmm. coach, but it really had me uh, looking at him a little differently. Okay, okay. Did he say how he's going to fix the problems? No. Okay. Drop eight. eight. <laughs> Drop eight. <laughs> Drop nine this year. None of the coaches have. And if Aaron Roderick has taught us anything, is that our BYU coaches are the best at non-answers. Yes. Oh, yes. True that. Um, another coaching staff that's almost as good as our own is almost. over at Alabama. Ooh, almost. Yeah, yeah it's close. Um, close, yeah. And they just extended their head coach, a Who? man by the name of Nicholas Lou Saban Jr., <laughs> Never heard his full name. <laughs> uh, Nick Saban just agreed to an extension through 2030. Mm. He's currently 70. Will he make it out of this contract? <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> I don't think he will. I, I, I hope he doesn't because I, mean, I, I, I want Alabama's dynasty to end. I don't like dynasties in any, in any sport. Nick Saban is a one heck of a coach, but honestly, I'd appreciate it if he would let Alabama fall off just a tad bit. Yeah, you know, leave some room for the rest of us, right? Exactly. Yeah. He said that he likes parody. Parody in college football. <laughs> if he really that. wants to see the parody, maybe he should retire. Right? That's very funny. You love the game so much, Nick. Nicholas. Nicholas Lou. Nicholas Lou. Junior. Uh, he is going to be the highest paid college football coach. Um, some interesting tidbits about this contract. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has a right to a re-upping of his contract. Re-upping? Yes. If somebody else gets paid and it's higher than he is, then he can go back to the Alabama administration and negotiate a pay that is higher than the the average average of the the top three three. SEC coaches or... That higher than the average of the top five highest paid coaches nationally. in all of college football, and whichever one is greater, that's when he gets. The, yeah, and then he gets higher than that. So he is the king. That's a good deal. Un- unabashed. <laughs> conspiracy alert! Oh, conspiracy alert! We love it. He let Kirby Smart beat him in the national championship, <laughs> so that Kirby Smart would get extended and get this huge contract, <laughs> uh-huh. so that then in turn. He would be able to renegotiate his own contract and get paid more than Kirby Smart again. One last F you to Kirby Smart before he goes and wins the national championship and retires. Wow. Um, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. Uh, I just think Saban is too much of a freak show to actually care about how much money he's making. True. I think his family yeah. is the one that does all of his deals and he's like, I'm just going to go watch tape. Yep. He's got, Nick Saban has enough money, I think. I think yeah. so. Uh, I, I saw somewhere that during college football season, he'll be making like over $20,000 a day. Oh, shoot. That's wild. That's a lot of money. That's Not bad. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not bad. Uh, moving on. Uh, so I am off the Insta. I have been for quite a few months. Nice. Um, what do you call it? Uh, cleanse. Cleanse. A little hiatus. Yes, yeah. hiatus. Uh, so yes, I went on a juice cleanse from Instagram. Yep. And... Uh, apparently I have been catching strays, yeah. as it were. Oh, they're not strays. They're direct shots. <laughs> they're, they're direct shots. <laughs> um, so, I would just like to respond. Yes, I am a hater. I do hate LeBron. 
Uh, what else did I say? Hey, oh, I hate the NFL. What and else? Jaron Hall. Okay, no. Jaron Hall. I do not hate. That is a you misconception. Are, you are a hater, though. Uh, you don't hate him, but you're a hater. Okay, I I can see you. I can see that thought process. I can see that. Uh, with Jaron Hall, I am behind, like the hype and stuff, but I'm just not buying into it because I haven't seen it yet. It's kind of like preseason hype with Texas A&M. Or Texas, or Miami, or Pitt. USC. I mean, you're behind I, the Texas, why not Jaron Hall? Oh, I'm out, by the way. <laughs> you're out of Texas. <laughs> yep. I'm out. I'm back out. <laughs> After yeah. that one scrimmage where they lost like five guys, and then Quinn Ewers like, wasn't the quarterback and now is, that just has boosters written all over it, so yep. I'm back out. Yeah, cut your losses there. Anyway, if, if Jaron Hall comes out week one, two, and three, I'm giving him three games, right? Because USF, he's playing a nobody. Week two, Baylor at home. Week three, Oregon on the road. Well, two big opponents, home and away, plus a, like you know an FCS. I mean, a lower FBS <laughs> opponent. A little tune up. If he can do all that, then I'm good, and I will I will convert from a Saul into a Paul. So in conclusion, Love Jared's it. a hater, okay. as voted upon by 83 percent of our listeners. True, true. Yeah. That the, the, the people have spoken. The vast majority. Let me eat cake. Speaking of our listeners, one of our listeners reached out with a very important question. He asked us, why the hate for the NFL? Send me the reasons you hate the NFL and I'll back it up. I used to hate the NFL. I like it now. I might be able to provide some perspective. I was waiting for this question. I knew it would come eventually. So I hit him immediately with trauma. A long time ago, I loved the NFL. I read the California newspaper every day looking for updates on my San Diego Chargers. I watched their every game. Then they moved to Los Angeles. And the NFL just sat and watched it happen. I was disgusted ever since I've had a vendetta against the NFL. Wow. The thing is, my dad also hated the NFL because the same thing happened to him when he was a kid. He loved the LA Rams, went to their games, but they moved to St. Louis. NFL just sat and watched it happen. He said it's not the same now that they've moved back. My family has been double-crossed, and I will never, ever declare any love for the NFL. The NFL, to quote McKinley, can go suck it. Woo-wee. All right. You know, that's the good thing about college. They can't just up and leave. (laughs) (laughs) They're there for good. They may change conferences, Yeah, but USC and UCLA are not moving to the Midwest. I'll tell you that much. No, they are not. Yes. Um, uh, Dan, I heard that you have some, not hate mail, but no, fan mail? I have fan mail, and it's about the NFL. Ooh. One, just one head coach in particular. Okay. The coach of my Washington football team commanders. The Comanches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Comanches. The commanding football team. Um, this is Ron Rivera talking Ooh. about none other than our Dax Milne. Daxy boy. Cougs in the pro is an exception for me. Yes. yes, of course. I think the NFL, we can all agree, is watchable when there are players that you watched in college and played for BYU, and you want to see them do well. Mm-hmm. That's its only purpose. Here's what he had to say. I think Dax has played very well in both preseason games, and has flashed a lot in a lot of ways. He's gotten our attention. He really has. Hmm? Close quote. Oh boy, Dex. That was a really good run of arrow yeah, voice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I tried. Spot on. Yeah, we, he got two whole sentences out of head coach, not some receivers coach, head coach Ron Rivera. 
And let me tell you, the more I watch Stax Milne highlights on Twitter, because that's what I do. I just go to Twitter and search Stax Milne catch, and then it's there. <laughs> yeah. That's efficient. <laughs> it's efficient. He looks good. He's quick. He's like not just your, you know, average Joe out there playing receiver. He's He looks like an NFL receiver. He's always been a really good route runner. And when you're yeah. a good route runner, there's always room for you in the NFL. Right. Because yeah. in the NFL, everyone's fast. It's whether or not you can outplay or outsmart the defender. And Dax Milne has that edge to him where he can. So I think that's why Dax Milne's going to be moderately to even successful for the Washington Commanders. I like that. Yeah. Do you guys remember the video last summer when he was running a route and his gloves came off because he cut so hard? Mm-hmm. That's what... That's the route running. That's quickness. That's right route there. running, baby. He's also got really good hands too. Like I've he seen does. videos of him in practice. He's very good with his hands. I'm I'm excited to watch him. Good hand size. Love it. Ooh, always a good trait in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Hand S- size is a big concern. See Kenny Pickett. Big hands mm-hmm. equals big gloves. Exactly, folks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of big gloves. Let us move to what? college football. <laughs> Jared, your transitions keep getting worse. <laughs> How did this happen? Um, play it. You know what time it is. It's what? college football time. Let's go. Oh, man. There is only, from when this podcast comes out, if you're listening on time like you very well should be. Yes. Less than 24 hours, depending on what time you're listening. True. Tell Western Kentucky faces off against Austin P at 10 a.m. Mountain on CBS SN. CBS SN. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're so close. There's going to be college football on our televisions in, oh my goodness, less than 24 hours if you're listening to this after 10 a.m. Mountain Time. The drought is over. <laughs> uh, for BYU, there are only eight days a week and a day. Until BYU plays South Florida, not San Francisco, South Florida, in Tampa. And I'm happy about that. Love I'm it. happy that we get one <laughs> week of college football, even though they're not the greatest games in the world. We get one week of seeing college football on our screens and being, being able to feel that to get us ready for college football season so that we don't go in cold turkey to BYU football season. Yeah, I compare week zero a little bit to the NFL preseason with a couple of key differences. One... It is college, obviously. It yep. is not the NFL. So there's a plus. Two, it actually matters. Yep, it actually yep. goes on the record. Yes, the starters are actually playing. It's official. Uh-huh. And third, the games are exciting. The games actually matter. They're actually exciting. People care. People go to the games. So therefore, it is better than the NFL preseason. But it does the same thing as when it gets you ready, it gets you prepared. You like wake up and you're like, shoot, I gotta get ready to waken up early on Saturday mornings. Yeah. I gotta get my butt ready to sit in a seat for 12 hours a day. That is what week zero is for, and we are all in for it. Speaking of week zero, let's preview a little bit of the week zero schedule. Now, you might be thinking, oh, it's been so long since I've watched college football. I don't know where to find all the information. I don't know what's on what channel. I don't know what is what time. Well, look no further because Jared has been working very hard. And the weekend watch guides are back. The most comprehensive list that you need to see not only what time every game is, but what channel it's on and its relevance to BYU's football season. Check it out on our new website just published today, royalstrongandtrue.com. Again, that is royalstrongandtrue.com where you will be able to find the watch guides and a lot more fun stuff. Yes, those watch guides are your savior 
for College Football Saturdays. They tell you what games to watch, what games affect BYU, affect the CFP race. Uh, they're literally the most comprehensive, the best guide to college football watchery. So I highly recommend check it out, print it out, put it on your fridge or on your pizza box as you sit on the couch and watch college football all Saturday long. Now, this is a great resource. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on to the games, which games do you guys have your eyes on in week zero? For me, first of all, Nebraska at Northwestern. Oh, I guess Nebraska versus Northwestern. They're playing in freaking Ireland for some reason. Oh, yeah. Okay. Out of all, we're trying to expand the sport of college football, right? Why are we sending the two most boring offenses in the nation to Ireland to showcase college football? It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Nebraska at Northwestern. Is Nebraska back? And we get Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Timmy Chang era, starting at Hawaii. Vanderbilt, their first year, Sands gave Judy Lolly. Ooh, in quite yeah, some time. Yeah, How will they respond? They're Those are my games to watch. My game that I will have my eye on, literally, is UConn at Utah State. I'll be going to this game. Now, Utah State, they are going to be very good this year. They have a returning quarterback in Logan Bonner. They have a lot of returning production. They went. They won 11 games last year. No matter what you slice it, that's really good. Um, I'm very excited to see them play. I think they could be a thorn in the side of BYU if we're, te- if we're talking scripturally. Nice. Um, so I'm excited to see them. I know it's going to be a blowout, but that first half of the game will give us a, a semi-good idea of how good Utah State can be, what their team identity is going to look like, and so forth. So as a BYU fan, I'm going to be watching that one. My game of the week to keep an eye on is Wyoming at Illinois. Ooh. This is a matchup of is Wyoming the Midwest. Uh, yes. No. no. Uh, West. I think they're considered the Intermountain West. Okay. Yeah. The Intermountain West. I'm about to say yeah. it's a Midwest matchup because yeah, they both seem like very Midwestern. I think Midwest type places. Like fair to say. Yeah, I mean the United States is west of Europe, and Wyoming okay. and Illinois are both in the middle of the United States, yeah. as in they do not touch the sea. There you go. They neither of them touch the sea. That's correct. There True. Um, these aren't particularly competitive teams, I would say, but you know they're not the worst in their conference either. Hopefully, so keep an eye on this one, folks. I think Wyoming might actually be the worst in their conference. So is is that gonna happen this year? I don't think so. I guess we'll see if they can beat Illinois. Maybe not. Yeah. It is week zero. We basically know nothing about these teams except for what they've allowed to be released to the media. Will there be anything that we can draw from this week, or will is there anything that we know heading into it? I've got one thing. Okay. Uh, so none of, none of the you know top twenty five teams are playing week zero, right? Right. But what about those playing in golf scores? Those mm-hmm. bottom ten teams. Ooh. Ooh. Keep an eye on both Vanderbilt and UConn. We're getting things off to a pretty hot start in their in the race for the bottom ten. That's actually a good point, Dan. Yeah. That's something to watch for sure. Look there out could for that. very well be a week if UConn somehow beats Utah State and Vandy beats Hawaii that both teams are undefeated in the same week. That's wild. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> ever in the history of college football. <laughs> UConn and Vanderbilt both <laughs> undefeated. Uh, I like that. that that's, that's a great thing to watch. My yeah. thing, obviously, like I kind of said, the only things you'll be able to draw are from the first couple of drives – for Utah State 
and then Wyoming. I think if Wyoming can put up a, a fight against Illinois, that could mean they're a lot more physical than we're giving them credit for. And so BYU needs to watch out for that. The only thing that matters to us this week is Utah State and watching them play. Here's the deal, though. Utah State is going to come out swinging in the first half, but in the second half they are going to take their foot off of the gas as they prepare for Alabama the following week. <laughs> they don't want to get their guys hurt. They don't want to show off too much. So this will be a much closer game than many people realize, in my opinion. I think UConn more than covers this spread. People might be, might be inclined to think that Utah State then just sucks, but that's not the case. They just have to hide some things. They just want to get a W on the board. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing for basically all of these teams in Week 0. Mm-hmm. It's just get a dub, don't show too much, don't play your starters for four quarters, stuff like that. Should we move on to our sexy seven? Usually it's the tipsy ten, oh, I see but uh, since seven, since we're only going to be picking games between FBS opponents, yes. there are only seven games this week that fit that categorization. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to do the sexy seven instead of the tipsy ten. First game we're picking is Nebraska playing Northwestern in the great country of Ireland. That will be playing. They will be playing that game at ten thirty on Fox. The spread is currently Nebraska thirteen and a half. Who are you guys taking? So I got one thing to add about this game that I forgot. In Ireland, when you're learning how to drive, have you guys seen this? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you got to put a big red block N sticker on your back windshield. <laughs> Stands for novice, but it looks exactly like the Nebraska helmet sticker. It's just on their windshields of these student drivers that are stalling their cars and whatnot. And for this reason... Because of all the many Nebraska fans in Ireland, mm. allegedly, <laughs> judging by the cars, I'm picking Nebraska. I like that. <laughs> uh, I'd like to remind everybody that we are doing, for these picks that we're going to do every week, these will be straight up. We're not going to pick against the spread, they'll just be straight up. I'm also going Nebraska. If I were to lay chips on them covering, I would. Um, I, I love the, the car sticker because... For Nebraska fans, they're like, oh my gosh, there's so many Nebraska fans here. Yeah. And then for Irish people, they're going to be like, is this just like a bunch of novices out there playing <laughs> football? Like, is this the JV squad? <laughs> is this a student driving <laughs> team? So I like that. But I do think Nebraska is going to be much better than they were last year at Northwestern. Who knows, but they're not beating Nebraska. Give me the Cornhuskers. I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think Northwestern is not going to be good this year, simply because their quarterback is absolute booty butt garbage. And Nebraska is going to steadily improve. I think they are much better than Northwestern. Give me the Huskers. Alrighty. On to the next game. We have bottom 10 perennial mm. UConn traveling to Maverick Stadium in Logan, or Ogden like to play up. Utah State. Close one. Who is around four touchdowns favorite. What are you guys taking in this one? I think I know where we're all going, but for the sake of the listeners, let's get it out there. Utah State. Okay. Utah. I'm, I'm with. Well, oh, wow. Just okay. kidding. Utah State. Utah State. <laughs> it definitely Utah State. Okay. Then uh, we're all in agreement. I have breaking news. <gasps> breaking news! <laughs> Matt Bushman. The Bushman. He's the Bush- on the Chiefs in preseason. Okay. He just scored a 54 yard touchdown. What? In their preseason game. What? Against the Packers. Clap it up. Yeah. a boy, Matt Bushman. Wow. He just went running and got past the safeties and oh. ran it in from the 25. Love that. <laughs> he had like 10 yards of space behind him. So much space. Gotta love it. All right. 
Sounds good. Back to your regularly scheduled programming, folks. <laughs> Next up, we got the Pee Pee Poo Poo Wyoming Cowboys mm. traveling to Illinois. Illinois is favored by 11 points in this game at 2 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Me, personally, I think Wyoming is going to be a bottom feeder in the Mountain West this year. They had a lot of talent transfer out. Illinois isn't great, oh, but yeah, they are yeah. not Pee Pee Poo Poo. Give me the Illini. I'm going to have to agree with you here. Illinois, I think, will get the win. Um, yeah, I forgot that all of Wyoming's players transferred to Utah State. <laughs> so <laughs> They're going to have a rough time, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Wyoming is going to be terrible this year, but something has me a little bit confuzzled. Oh. Illinois is only 11-point favorites. Yeah, I know that's yes. a lot. Like, that's... Two scores. They do play Bielema ball, which is just run the ball only like two possessions per team per half. <laughs> right. It's still worrisome that Illinois is only an 11-point favorite. I think Vegas knows something that we might not know, or maybe we are just under or overrating Illinois. I don't know. But I'm going to have my eye on this. I do think Illinois is going to win. I think it won't be super close, but I'm keeping my eye on that one because if I, it's just really interesting that Illinois, who – bullied Penn State last year of all teams, played bully ball, very physical team, lots of great O-linemen that are coming back this year. It's just interesting they're only 11-point favorites against the Wyoming team that's coming to their place. So, I don't know. I would keep my eye on it, but I'm still picking Illinois. Alrighty. Next up we have The Secret Lies with Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) You guys remember that movie? Oh, yes. Uh, Charlotte at F-A-U. Not I, eh? Nope. <laughs> Thankfully not I. <laughs> um, and this one, Florida Atlantic is seven and a half point favorites at home against Charlotte. That's how you know it's not FIU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're favorites. FIU would probably be plus 70 and a half or something. <laughs> this one is at Five Mountain on CBS Sports Network. Who do you guys have? This is a tough one. I love these Week 0 Conference USA middle-of-the-pack games. This is kind of like the maction of this week, right? This is where the wild stuff's going to happen. Some punter's going to run it in for a touchdown or something. Some wild's going to happen. In my mind, this is like a toss-up because I have no idea. I'm like fairly high on Charlotte um, for their win total, but I don't know if FAU is going to be a super winnable game, especially because they're going to FAU. Um, So I'm going to take the Owls. I don't know if I'd have them covering, though. I think Charlotte is going to cover, but Owls straight up. Yeah, I'm going to go with FAU as well. I think there might be a little bit of a weather advantage. Mm. That's what USF was claiming against BYU. Yes, the you humidity. The humidity is Florida's going to do it to against them. Uh, Utah as well. It's all about that humidity in Florida. We'll mm-hmm. see if it's a real thing. Too much air for your lungs. Yeah. Too much water in the air. You don't even have to drink water. There is no water in this air, <laughs> Good stuff. Give me the owls, too. <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> FAU is going to win this game. All right. Uh, moving on to a game that is on stadium. I don't think I've ever watched a football game on stadium. A football stadium. game? A football game. Yes. Me neither. So, North Texas at UTEP. I think this is going to be, sneaky, the best game of... Uh, the week. It's going to be a heck the of a game. Yeah. Uh, the line has been jumping around. I've seen it at UTEP, minus a point and a half. I saw it at North Texas, minus a point. So we're just going to call it a pick em here. 
I'm going to take UTEP because they're home and they've been trying to sell out the Sun Bowl. A lot of fans are buying tickets. A lot of fans are going to be there. I think I'm going to take UTEP in this one. Give me the minus. Give me North Texas on this Ooh, one. Ooh, the visiting green. team in North Texas. This is the first time any of us are differing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I am really high on this North Texas team. I think the Mean Green is going to be a force to be reckoned with in their conference this year. Give me North Texas. All right. As the tiebreaker, I'm going with North Texas. Ooh, Let's go. I am the dissenter. Yeah, it's honestly a pick em. I have no reasons to make my pick, but I'm picking it anyway. <laughs> so go North Texas. Okay, now that we're kind of in a descent, uh, uniform matchup. Who mm-hmm. are we going with, North Texas or UTEP? I feel like I have to go with UTEP to some degree just because um, you know I, I had a dynasty with them in my mm. NCAA. But I will say the Mean Green, they do have some cool uniforms too. Given that it's a home game, I'm just going to give UTEP the advantage just because I have not seen the jerseys that they'll be wearing. Actually, Dan just looked up the North Texas uniforms, and those are freaking gorgeous. Give me North Texas. Okay. Yeah. That that white and green combo. That decal. Can be pretty good. Yeah, the, the wings on the Made my yeah, heart yeah, yeah. flutter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with UTEP on this one because they have these all orange ones. Mm. I really like the all orange look, so I might be rolling with that. Tim View alum right there. Ooh. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> Biased. That's so orange. Speaking of which, Tim View was really good this year. Who knew? I didn't. I didn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up we've got Nevada. 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 Um, at New Mountain Sandy University. Okay. Is that what that NMSU? New Mexico State University. Right. <laughs> <laughs> New Mountain Sandy. <laughs> I did my best here. <laughs> yeah, um, Nevada's favored by nine on the road. Uh, this one tips off at eight on ESPN2. Los Dos. The Dos. The Dos, the the as they say. The Dos. Um, I'm going with Nevada on this one. Okay. Okay. Let me, let, let, let me dissent. Okay. Give me New Mexico State. Ooh, New Mexico State okay. has been a bottom feeder in the FBS for a really long time, but I do think they've just got a new head coach, and this new head coach prides himself in not making mistakes. Ooh. He's taken other bottom-of-the-pack teams and turned them into respectable schools. Nevada. They are currently favored by nine, but they lost an NFL QB. They lost an NFL wide receiver. They still have a running back, but their entire coaching staff left. They have a brand new coaching staff that's unproven, that doesn't know what they're doing at Nevada. The the power ratings have not adjusted properly to take that into account. Mm. Nevada's going to suck. New Mexico State's going to win this ballgame. All righty. Okay, this one is very hard for me. The line... Got as high as Nevada, minus 14. Jeez. And it has skyrocketed down yeah, it's dropped five towards points. New Mexico State. Five points in betting language is insane yeah, for it yeah. to drop that much. Like That's like if an injury were to happen or something. Like That's wild. But I just don't know if I trust New Mexico State to win outright. I know Nevada's going to be terrible. They had the least returning production in all of the FBS. That's terrible. And New Mexico State actually had... A decent number, much better than Nevada, uh, to say the least. I just don't know if I trust New Mexico State to actually pull out the win. I think I'm going to go to New Mexico State. Ooh! Because this is college football. This is week zero. 
I'm riding with the agriculturals. Go cows, baby. Horns up. <laughs> to finish off the night at 8.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, we have the game in Hawaii. The mm. Rainbow Warriors will be Hawaii. taking on the Vanderbilt why did I just forget Vanderbilt's mascot? The Commodores. The, Commodores. the Vanderbilt Commodore Commodores. Team. Vanderbilt is currently favored by eight points. Who are you taking in the final game of Week Zero? This is a... What's the word? A barn burner, a banger, a eye catcher, a... Mm. Not a snooze fest. The opposite of a snooze fest. Uh, coffee pot. A coffee pot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is the coffee pot. At 8.30 at night, on the not the secondary line. Coffee is not uh, not sponsored by the Royal Strong Chew Podcast. Uh, Major Dew Mountain Melon at Pier 49 on University <laughs> Avenue. They got it in the fountain drink section. It was insane. And it comes out all pink and frothy. God bless America. They got that Major Dew over there. It was awesome. Major Dew Mountain Melon. Back to Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Jared's favorite tree. It was awesome. Um, uh, oh, oh, did uh, you make nope. a pick yet? Nope, okay. not even close. <laughs> okay. Um, if you guys remember, 2019. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Arizona at Hawaii. It was one of the first football games that I watched when I was back from my mission. Mm. It was wild. 45-38 final score. The Khalil Mack, I think was his name. I, no, it's not Khalil Mack because that's a Bears guy. Um, do you guys remember who I'm talking about? The Arizona quarterback that everybody said was going to be super, super good and then sucked? I don't know. It's Khalil something. Anyway, look Isaiah at that. Nakua. <laughs> yes, Isaiah Nakua. No. <laughs> Khalil, uh, he had a... Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate. Thank yeah. you. Thank ah, you. That's the one. To end the game, he was on the 30-yard line. He scrambled for 29 and two-thirds yards and just got stoned as time expired on the half-yard line. Oh, no. It was a barn burner of a game, over what over 1,100 yards of total offense. This game is going to be wild. It has that exact same appeal. Some Power 5 bottom dweller against Hawaii at home. Who knows what's going to happen? Give me Hawaii. Oh, I'm rolling with the Rainbow Warriors. I think they're going to suck this year. I think they're going to lose the game, but I'm riding with them anyway. Give me them Rainbow Warriors. I'm going with Hawaii as well. Let's go, baby. The upset. Um, you guys heard about Vanderbilt's preparation for this game, right? I did not. They, they're already there. They went to Hawaii like two weeks early or something. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> right. That's they had right. Some that's sort right. of acclamation or something they say. <laughs> Where they went to Waikiki, yeah. the North Shore. <laughs> exactly. Vanderbilt are just partying on the beach in Hawaii, <laughs> and they have no idea what's going to hit them like a semi truck when they play. Full of pineapples. Yes. A plantation truck. Getting hit by the Hawaii, Hawaii plantation, a doll plantation, not any other plantation. Yeah, shoot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't clarify. Don't get, clarify. Don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> hey, we're down with plantations here. So that's taken away. Uh, yeah. Let's go with Hawaii. <laughs> I'm going to take Hawaii too. <laughs> Let's go. I yes. was going to take Hawaii. It's only been reaffirmed to me through the uh, testimonies of my companions here. <laughs> Uh, Hawaii, I think Jimmy Chang is going to come and Hawaii's offense is going to be back to national relevance as they score like crazy and their defense can't stop crap. Vanderbilt can't <laughs> score crap though, so give me Hawaii covering the alternate spread. I think they win by 10 points. Oh, Yay. okay. 
Vanderbilt also lost points. by far their best player in Gabe Judy Lally, yes, who is sir. now at BYU. That's so, true. So you need to adjust the spread in your head for that one. Hawaii's mm-hmm. going to be carving up their secondary. All right. I think that, that leaves it up. Any parting thoughts before we get to our interview with the Quentin Rice? <laughs> Any parting thoughts about Week Zero? It's finally here. I love college football. I'm excited. I love college football. All right. Now, a quick ad before we get to the interview. A house full of love. A house full of love. There is nothing quite so fine as a house full of love. Welcome back, everybody, from the ad break. We hope you enjoyed that little uh, serenading tune that we randomly broke out and sang for you. Now we are very pleased to invite a new friend onto the program. Let's we go. have Quentin Rice here for an interview. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good. Doing man. Great. Welcome on, man. It's so good to have you. <laughs> Thank you. We love having these players on. Uh, the first question we always ask all of our guys, who the heck are you? <laughs> I mean, just a kid from Vegas. I mean, graduated last year, so I'm okay. very fresh onto the team. Um, Redshirt freshman, so okay. just getting used to the program, and it's a very good program we've been in. Nice, nice. Uh, what position do you play? I uh, play corner. Play corner. corner. Okay. Uh, Coach G. So corner, yeah, KG, and all them. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. Those are my boys right there. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that experience redshirting because, like, obviously, like you're practicing with the team, you're on the scout team, but you're not like playing in the games. Do you ever get, during that redshirt year? Did you ever just get antsy to get on the field, or is it just a cool learning experience? How does that go? I mean, it's a mix of both. I mean, like, cause I got here, I was a receiver at first. Oh. Okay. They switched me to corner like immediately. Like, I was like. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so they just automatically just like, okay, you gotta learn this, that, and I was like overwhelmed. But at first it was like, if I just get it down, I could get on that field. Yeah. And that's what's been that kind of grind. And scout team was just, man, that that's just a long thing because I was the only corner that came in. So after okay. that it's just, there's no subs for me. So mm-hmm. it'd be like ninety plays. <laughs> Down and back over oh, and over shoot. again. Holy cow. With like one water break, you're like, yeah. right, go again. <laughs> then you go against like Puka, Neil, and you're just like, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is this is a lot. Uh, sounds tough. So how did you end up at BYU in the first place? I mean, I ran a lot of track in high school. I didn't okay. play football. I played football for one year. In high oh school. yeah, really? So That's right. I played one year, then I was like. You know what, just see what goes on. But I ran track all four years, and they came out to me, and they recruited me for football. Oh, yeah. athlete. From and track. Think, yeah, from track. For the football team. So uh, it was cool. Coach Clark who called me up and offered me, which was an amazing blessing. I ain't going to lie to mm-hmm. you. It was, like, mind-blowing. Because I only played one year, and I didn't have that much film. Then COVID hit, and it was just, oh, um, yeah. everything was a train wreck after that being just in COVID and trying yeah. to figure out where you wanted to go for college. Right. No, that's amazing. That's Pretty crazy. They come after you for track. What what events did you run in? in I did the hundred and two hundred. Oh wow! Okay. So the the sprints, the the hard and fast stuff. I mean, speed, little, little fast. I mean, <laughs> not not the boast, but I'm go fast. No, that that's awesome. That's I mean, really yeah. cool. You'd probably outrun all of us oh. by like probably like a mile. Like yeah. We just squashed it. I am not. <laughs> I am not doing hot. That's tough. I think all of us are probably. Plus five three, five four. 
40 yard dashes? Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like above five mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. And we heard you, you're a basketball guy, right? You're yeah, like, I, to, I played basketball in high school, too. Yeah? So. What position do you play in basketball? I mean, play everything. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Because my school, we didn't. We had one tall dude. His name's <laughs> Coleman. That's my dog. Coleman? He at Portland State right now. No, oh, that's awesome. Portland. Sweet. Just a dog. We're like, he was like six seven shooter. So oh. he, but he was a guard. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> and we had no big man, so yeah. it was just all of us playing everything. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's like, you got the one football kid that plays all three sports. Like, <laughs> like, I get to do it all. They got to stick you guarding all the big guys because you're the only one that can shove them out exactly. of the key. That was yeah. my, when I played basketball, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like, in my league, I was guarding, like, Isaiah and Evan Mobley, like, the oh. guys that are in the league right now. <laughs> like, they were in my same league in high school. Like, it was insane. <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, I'm not, I, I can still get a bucket, though. That's the thing. Oh, like, I'm, not, I'm not going to be this dude that's going to play defense. I can still get okay. a couple points up there. Well, yeah, got Q the walking bucket right here. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. So, is there anything that kind of translates from basketball to football, or maybe corner specifically, or wide receiver? Like, I mean, it's more just like because in basketball you gotta watch their hips. How mm-hmm. if there's like really shifty guard, it's like, oh, he might be able, he might be able to drop me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But like, if you watch his hips, you might be able to stay in front of him. Same thing with football. It's like if you just watch like the lower half of their body, it's gonna tell you where they're gonna go, and that just help. That just wins like ninety percent of the game on the field. Yeah, hips don't lie. Shakir said it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Shakir did say, yeah, he did say that. Facts. So if we got this right, your dad Rodney, right, mm-hmm. was a monster DB at BYU. Yeah, that man was. A, he's a dog. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to say I'm better than him because you know that's my dad. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, man was a legend here, and that's just a big shoot of it. And I love telling him, like, you can't guard me because I play receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always try to, like, you know, try to round him up and stuff like that. But it was just like, dude's 50 plus and still can stay with me. Wow. wow. And still oh bench presses over 225. Oh my right. goodness. So he's still actually just a dog. So it's just like, <laughs> specimen. He, I was like, nah, he got it. He's just, he's just that dude. So him playing, having played for BYU, was he excited when you got the BYU offer? Or he was, was he just, like, trying to help you? go on your own journey no matter where it was or I mean he was very excited because it was like that's his alma mater so right. it's like yeah he's gonna want me to go there but I also picked up other offers too and I was like BYU is the best one so I was like I might as well go with BYU and then just see if I could live up to my dad's legacy yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you did <laughs> yes <laughs> very glad you're here man uh so fall camp just wrapped up mm-hmm. and that was your second fall camp is that right yeah so how was that this year compared to last year? Were there any differences, or how did that go? I didn't get to participate in fall camp this year. I tore my shoulder in spring ball. Oh, was that so right? I've been out the whole time. I missed that. But, I mean, basically watching everyone play, like Gabe, KG, all the freshmen, like Evan, and just all of them just learning and just trying to fit into the program is just really cool to watch. I ain't going to yeah. lie. But it also makes me like really antsy just to, I wanna, like, I'm ready to be on the field at oh, this yeah. point. Yeah. Are you doing okay? Is it, oh, rehabbing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm rehabbing right now, but I'm about to be back out there like probably next month. Oh, next okay. Month. Hey, there we go. There we go. That's awesome. We never know anything about that because, you know, BYU is always super secretive about like, <laughs> yeah, They just put injury, and I was like, whatever. Injury it is. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, looking forward to next year. BYU is moving to the Big 12, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that... Did that play a part at all in you choosing BYU, or maybe once you got to BYU and you found that out, has that been exciting to you, or are you guys more focused on kind of this season, just looking right now? I'll be honest, I think everyone's very excited to be in the Big 12, but I think everyone's focused on this season only just because okay. we all want to win it. We all want to win games. We have probably one of the toughest schedules this year, like 
We want, oh, we yeah. trying to go twelve and up, and we trying to show that like we better than Utah because they put Utah at six and we put it at twenty five, so they already disrespected us this year. Mm-hmm. So are just we already got a punch in the back beginning of the season, so we're trying to prove them. Yeah. like we are still here. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that do you kind of wish that Utah was on the schedule this year so you could go out and prove we're better? Honestly, yeah, I thought we'd get them this year again. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right there, which would be cool. Yeah, that'd we'd get them fun. at home. That'd be cool. <laughs> but this last year when we got it, it was like we can, we can compete with them actually. Oh, yeah. We have we have the depth and we have the team to compete with anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We loved watching that game last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Utah fans are always going to talk smack, you know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, you know how rivalry is. Like, well, right no, we, we won this game, though. Like, y'all yeah, got to exactly. talk about this one. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I can't wow. wait till we get them back on the field. Because, like, you know, I'm sure most of the team feels the same. Like, they want to mm-hmm. play Utah, right? Oh, of course. Always. Yeah. And we yeah. as fans, we want to see that game, too. So we're mm-hmm. kind of sad to not see it on the schedule this year. But no, I feel you. Yeah. Do you guys have similar feelings toward Utah State? Because I know, like, as BYU fans, like Utah's obviously the, the rival, right? Yeah, yeah. But there is that rivalry with Utah State. It's kind of on the back burner as compared to the Holy War with Utah. But what are the kind of the feelings towards Utah State? I'm mean, play them this year. I so. mean, we treat we treat that game just like the same as every other game. Mm-hmm. But then we take it more of a notch because it's a Utah in-state Utah game, so sure. it's not even mm-hmm. like a it's like part of an hour drive for them or for us to go up there. So I mean, we take it as any other game, and it's just we go out there and compete and just play. Yeah. Do they have you guys like rehearsing how to sing like wagon wheel beforehand? Like, <laughs> is that just something the team does on its own? I think they just, I think they just get it. Just gets implanted in their brain. I, yeah. lie. <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't think everyone knew that song on the team, but they everyone was singing the words that night. So I was like, I guess we know the song now. The second you're holding that wagon wheel in your hand, it just yeah, gets just, in your it mind. Just gets right, right in your brain. Like, I love that. Is there any game on this year's schedule? Cause like you said, it's loaded. There are some games on that schedule. Is there one that has more of your attention, maybe more of the team's attention, or you guys just take it week by week? I think we're taking it week by week, honestly, just because of if we take it by game, like, oh, we play Oregon after, what's it, oh, we play Baylor after USF, and it's like, why are we thinking about Baylor now when we got USF, who has a good, a solid team this year, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of transfers up there, so it's a completely different receiver core up there now. But it's like if we take it by game, and it's like we're not preparing for the the games that make sense, right? You know, so it's like we take. I think our team just takes it week by week. So it's like we focus on one, and we go to the next one. Good, that is the right answer. That's, <laughs> that's the answer like, I like to hear. That's a better answer right there. <laughs> yes. So we're worried, but it's like no, we we're trying to win this game first, right? And right. Yeah. We've got to try to be one one and zero. Right. One and zero every one week. One and zero every week. Okay. Just take it like that. Of course. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you kind of talked about already that mentality that you guys have to have thinking about every game mm-hmm. by itself. Kalani announced that you guys have started transitioning to preparing for USF. Yep. I know like you haven't been participating in fall camp, but I'm sure you've been there and you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. How has how have things changed within the BYU meeting rooms, within, within BYU practice as you guys prepare for the Bulls? I mean, it's just studying every player, studying everything they do. I mean, that's just the basis I could just put out there. I mean, we just mix scout, honestly. Makes you see what they do, see what they how they play, you know what kind of tendencies they have. That's just basically it. That's awesome. It's it's kind of cool for us as fans to kind of get that inside look, kind of like mm-hmm. what goes into preparing for a team, you know, and what goes into like scouting specific players. And so that's that's really cool that you guys dive into like each specific player. And, and tell me if I'm getting this right, but like it's an intense breakdown of every player, every play, like. 
kind of where the quarterback likes to put his eyes, stuff like that, right? It's and just, I mean, we just scout, honestly. I, think, <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's pretty the base I could just put out yeah. there. Yeah. I'm not just trying scout. to go all on devs. Right, put, yeah. Then they put me on tape, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I get 15 messages from our team group chat. <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying to get you in trouble. It's like, no, like they just, we just scout, we just yeah. prepare every day. Yeah. So it's just like, we so we can figure out what they're going to do, so we go to the game, we'll prepare to them. That's really cool. Yeah, so going into this season, you with the DBs now this year. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the, this DB group as a whole and, you know, the new guys as well as the veterans? How do you think this group is looking? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I think we probably, this is probably the best DB group we've had so far. Yeah. I think I'm not gonna, I think everyone just hates on us because we, we've had one mistake. It's like, oh, they're, they're garbage. They're not, <laughs> no gonna do, they're not gonna do good this year. But it's like, mm-hmm. we got D'Lo, probably one of the best coverage guys we got on the team. Mm-hmm. We got Jacob Robinson, Probably the best ball hawk on the team. We got Gabe, best off man. Caleb, the best on man. We got Jacob Bourne, who's just probably one of the fastest dudes on the team. I don't know if y'all saw the report. Dude runs a 4 3. 4 yeah. 3. Jacob Bourne? Yeah. Come on. Bourne's no, fast, man. Come on now. Bourne's crazy. Then, then we got KG, who just came in, who yeah. was polished. Okay. And then me, me I, came, I came in. I'm ready to go now. Yeah, we got the dope. Juco transfer, Maury, who just came in. Right. Bamba. And then Bamba. all the freshmen learning from everyone else, it's like we have depth. And I don't think no teams really have depth like that other mm-hmm. than us, mm-hmm. especially in the corner room. Because when they leave, we still got set eight dudes ready to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Easily. cool. So it's like we have – we got some dudes out there. That's crazy. That's awesome. Corner's <laughs> a heck of a hard position to replace. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, like corners, like people that don't like watch football technically and like don't know like all the ins and outs. Corners, like the hardest position to play, mm-hmm. especially yeah. like when you're playing man to man. It's crazy how much you have. Like, like Q was saying earlier, you have to read their hips. You have to, and you make one wrong step, and it's a blown coverage. Exactly. So it's crazy. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for you and all the other people that are playing corner because that is that's a hard position to play, and you do get a lot of criticism. I think sometimes you gotta think like that one wrong step ends up being a moss and now you're on their Instagram page <laughs> tagged and everything. It's yeah. like now you can't do anything about it. Yeah. But when we actually lock everything up, they don't say nothing. That's the thing. So yeah. I think this year I think this year we're ready to make a mark. I'm not gonna oh, yeah. there'll be a lot of quiet wide receivers out there. <laughs> no, I think, no, we were I think we're ready. Down, we were ready down. this year. That is awesome. I I was watching an interview with Caleb Hayes where he said literally like the exact same thing. He's like this may be the best DB group BYU's ever had. Like, Caleb Hayes is, we call him Unk. Unk? He's the, yeah. old, I mean, yeah, he's the old guy, right? He's, he's the oldest, <laughs> but like, Unk. he knows so much about the game, and it's kind of scary how he knows so much. Him and Gabe. <laughs> nice. him and Gabe will tell you ins and outs of like, what he this dude, would man, this dude would do against you mm-hmm. and how to stop it. Caleb is going to tell you straight up, I'm going to tell you how to stop it. If you don't, then it's your fault. Yeah, you don't know. But he knows... He like examines every single play like twenty times. Wow. Him and Gabe, it's it's the scariest thing. That's <laughs> awesome. D-Lo too. D-Lo is just he's an athlete. That's yeah. a, that's just a dog. And it's like he analyzes everything about the receiver, and it's I know it's horrifying. <laughs> if I'm a receiver and he knows everything I'm about to do, it's like. Well, yeah. do I do? I yeah. gotta change everything now. You yeah. can't do anything, man. And that's when the that's wide receivers are gonna start stretching, doing stuff they're not used to. Yeah. And that's when. The DBs are gonna hop on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, ball the timing gets off get between the QB and the wide receiver. It's like everyone's like, we got some dog. We got some people in that room that's like smart, and we got some people that can play too. Love it. <laughs> we love awesome. to hear that. We ready this year. I'm, I'm very excited. So it seems like Coach G has his guys this year. Yeah. What's his relation like with with all the DBs? What's that's probably guys? one of the cool. I know that's one of the coolest coaches we got. Really? Yeah. He just 
he's gonna tell you straight up. That's just mm-hmm. like this, that's what a good coach is supposed to do. Yeah. But he's also gonna joke around with you a little bit. He's not he's not the super serious coach, but he's always gonna be like, This is what you need to do, how to improve it, how to improve it, and then work on it more. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just he's just a good guy and all around just knows everything about the sport too. He played up there too. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. he knows he knows what to do against like good receivers and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all and he always struck me as like very funny guy, like mm-hmm. very easygoing. Like I remember him in uh, what's his name Hadley, I think. Right? They do their yep, the they coaches do the, on bikes. They do that bike, yeah. Yeah. The bike thing. They be, no, they be going far. Right? Yeah. They be coming from like far, like five. They be biking for like five miles to practice <laughs> downhill. Then they go all the way up the hill. And I'm oh like, my gosh! I'm like, yeah, man, 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 yeah, that's um. Did they ever get in there? Like. Like, hey, get out of there. Let me run this this rep with this guy and kind of like show you how to do it. They ever do that? Sometimes you do it, but sometimes he's going to let the guy do it. Yeah. And criti- tell him what to do. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. just guide him into the right direction. That's how yeah. I think he's probably one of the best DB coaches. I, probably coaches I've met, honestly. Wow. Yeah. But he just, he gives it to you so straight up to you. And it's like, he knows you can do it too. Because mm-hmm. he's seen you do it in film. And he knows you tell him what to do. So right. why aren't you doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to tell you, like, you just got to do it. That's yeah. all. Just get, get rid of the fear and just do it. Yeah. Okay. That's why we have such a good core out this year, because, like, everyone's just doing it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. We've heard nothing but good things about Coach G. Yeah. Everyone loves Coach G. Everyone. We love Coach G now. Like, we, we've heard so much about him that we love Coach G. <laughs> obviously, put, obviously put together such a like, incredible core for the DBs, for all the corners, for all the safeties. So that's that's incredible. We we love to hear that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Question for you because we've been hearing this this kind of hype. So like, say this group um, is the best at BYU ever, right? What would that look like? Like at the end of the season, what are some goals as a position group that you guys have? I don't I don't know if that's like something that you really can quantify, but I was wondering if you guys talk about that. Like if there's a specific goal. I mean, more takeaways. Okay. Like more yeah. interceptions, more forced fumbles, more tackle losses, you know. Yeah. I think that's more just more of the basic stuff, you know. Yeah. But also playing as a team and also teaching each other. I think what one thing that we have baking on our team is that you learn more from teaching your teammate. Right. Not from a lecture, not from listening, watching a video. You learn from your teammate. Yeah. So it's just everyone's coaching each other while we got Coach G monitoring everybody and then giving us more wisdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's just I think that's our biggest thing on our team. That that's awesome. That's really cool to hear too. Yeah. And and I feel like that's very true to the way life is. Like, yes, you can learn from a teacher, but until you're doing it hands on and you got one of your peers helping you, like yeah. that's that's the best opportunity to learn. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And then when the when I first got here it was Caleb <laughs> and Dilo, Isaiah Heron, all of them was just like they knew I didn't have to play cornerback. I didn't know how to backpedal. <laughs> they weren't like you know because you know some teams just make fun of you they'll yeah. make this roast you and it's like no they were like okay this is how you do it yeah we're gonna no we're gonna get you right because we're gonna yeah. get you ready for the season because it's a teammate mm-hmm. that's like that's one of your that's a teammate right. that's trying to that's gonna be playing after you that's supposed to be your backup right mm-hmm. that, that's really cool too because yeah. like some of the stuff you hear as well is like people are like scared of losing their job so they don't want to teach the guys beneath them but that's really cool that like Caleb mm-hmm. and D'Lo they're teaching you guys how to take their jobs after they're gone like that's mm-hmm. that's really that's really cool that's good leadership mm-hmm. yeah and it really speaks oh, yeah. to the family atmosphere that Kalani has been talking so much about you know and that's yeah. I'm sure that's something that was pitched to you when you first came here too mm-hmm. and that's like something that BYU football is becoming known for yeah. it's just a place where everyone wants to be where everyone feels welcome where everyone you know where everyone's supporting each other and because of that 
we have groups like this, your DB group, that's going to be one of the best in history. And it's I think we're just going to keep seeing that. It's not even just like our DB group, the receivers. I don't know if you saw the Mike Dillapuka yeah. mm-hmm. teaching the receivers how to run the route, right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. literally how our entire team is. It's just like we're all helping each other because we're, our goal is winning a national championship. That's that's We put that down winter, and that's, that's awesome. what we're trying to work towards right now. Yeah. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> so the receivers... They're also your teammates, mm-hmm. but you're going against them every day in practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans wonder, what's kind of the vibes like between the corners and the receivers, maybe on the field versus off the field? How do you guys sort of think about each I other? I mean, on the field is a battle, of course. I mean, that's your, that's your opposition. Yeah. But also, it's like, we go against them, and we also learn from each other, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, going against Puka, Puka is probably one of the best route runners we have. Yeah. yeah but he doesn't. It's so elusive when he runs. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what he's going to do. But he'll, like, honestly help you, like, okay, I, I'll do this. And this is how some receivers do it. This is how other receivers do it. Like, it's all, it's like a help. It's like we all help each other for a game, honestly. Yeah. I love it. That's, it's just so different from, like, what I've heard from other, from other like, programs. teams or, like, yeah. playing in high school, you know. Yeah, even, like, our high school programs. Yeah, it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to hear how everybody is focused on making each other better instead of the, mm-hmm. being focused on themselves and be like, I'm not going to tell these guys anything so I can always show off and practice. Like, that's, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. it's really cool as fans to hear that the team has that kind of unity, even though you guys are, you know, button heads every exactly. single day. Like, it's cool that you guys are still teaching each other and showing each other, helping each other get better. Mm-hmm. On that same line, is it true that, like, Dom like hangs out with you guys more than the wide receivers in practice. <laughs> Dom, no, Dom is cool. Like <laughs> Dom, Dom is literally like another like corner on at this yeah. point. <laughs> but he's still a good receiver. He's yeah. probably uh, probably one of the best rest- one of the best receivers I've seen out there right now. Yeah. It's kind of scary because like you weren't expecting to run a deep ball, cut up, and then come back, and I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm like, what you do? What you? Who taught you that one? <laughs> but it's like he's just he's he's that guy out there. And that's like I'm happy they got him here too. That's cool. Is speaking of the wide receivers, which wide receivers do you think people are overlooking? Because obviously we hear a lot about Keanu Hill, Puka Nakua, and Gunnar Romney, right? Uh, but what are the other guys maybe that are just below them or in the room as well that fans aren't talking about enough? I mean, all the receivers, honestly. I mean, I think they all deserve their recognition and credit because once they're gone, they're up next. Yeah, and they can recruit as many receivers as they want, but it's like these dudes have been being built up the whole time. Yeah, like for example, you got Chase Roberts, dog. That I, I that dude's good. Chase, it's weird. I, I he's good. Yeah, and you got Terrence Terrence Fall. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. He that man's probably he's great. Probably one of the most the best route runners we got on this team right now. Wow. Terrence but like Fall. no one, but no one even talks about him. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's just like, just I think everyone deserves recognition. That's under. Yeah. And they got to show a little spotlight on their receivers. Yeah, that's really cool. That's also very good to hear. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Love it. Well, we've been talking a lot about football, but obviously there's a lot of time outside of football. Mm-hmm. What do you do for fun? What do you do to unwind? What are you doing when you're not on the football field? I mean, off the football field, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you watch film all the time. But, I mean, I watch film all the time, but sometimes you got to, like, Got deconnect a little bit from yeah, football. Yeah, for sure. So I think I'm watching a lot of anime. I watch a lot of just TV. Probably play video games. You know, just just basics. I go play basketball all the time, mm-hmm. just cause I, I love basketball. Like I'll go watch yeah. any Cavs game. It's my love favorite. Cavs fan. Oh, the Cavs. I love the Cavs. Cavs. I'm from Ohio. 
Closet Cavs fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an out loud. Let's go. That's what I aspire for. Anyone I'm posting on my story, y'all trash. I'm t- and if you beat the Lakers, it's going to my team group chat. Cavs <laughs> won the finals. Cavs in four. You guys, any of them. Let's Cavs go. The they, know, they know I'm like part of, I'm the loudest Cavs fan on this team. That's awesome. That's, thing. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um. <laughs> uh, so can I ask why you're a Cavs fan? I yeah. think it's just because when I was younger, I know I was born and like I saw Kobe and LeBron play, right? Mm, yeah. And I, I know that was probably one of those iconic games out. Yeah. And I was like, my whole family loves Kobe, but I don't yeah. like Kobe. That's okay. no, no disrespect, but like Kobe right now, he that man's he's that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. Definitely. But like I didn't like I hated the Lakers. Okay. But my parents, all my family love the Lakers. Mm. <laughs> Fresh out of high school too, just yeah. dunking everybody. I'm like, young LeBron. He's cool. Like that's a cool dude. Like I aspire to be like him. And then he left, and I was like, man, it's a sad, it's a sad day. Were you burning jerseys and stuff? I wasn't burning jerseys. But my friends love giving me um, oh, the wrong team jerseys for LeBron. <laughs> I remember my cousin gave me a Heat jersey the second he got to the Heat, and I was like, <laughs> and then the second he got to Lakers, I got a Lakers jersey. And I'm like. That's a funny joke. I love LeBron, you know. Like that's he's. I honestly would say he's the greatest of all time. Okay. I mean, y'all could probably debate me here, but I'm, he's number one. Your okay. team, LeBron. Okay. Right. I just just cause like six seven, but he's also like they, it's underestimated. He's probably like six nine, two seventy, and still playing yeah. and averaging like thirty five. <laughs> Come on. And moving like he does. Moving dude. like moving like he's eighteen still. Come <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. on, you gotta just you gotta put respect on his name. Yeah. I've always been just a diehard cast man. Right. Just can't get no Cavs merch out here. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, hard to come by. Never get no Cavs merch. Like even on the NBA website, you can't shop for the Cavs. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know if you had that trouble it's too. Weird. You can't get Cavs merch. Yeah, I picked up like one random thing on clearance at the mall. And was exactly. <laughs> it's like nothing Cavs is like allowed on <laughs> NBA.com. Just don't play. Not allowed. Yeah, once LeBron left, NBA sold its stock in like, Cleveland too. It's like yeah. bad. Yeah. Like I've been looking for Cavs merch and it's like can't get one. Can't get Somebody find my man cute some yeah. Cavs merchandise. Yeah. I Yo, need some. Send me some. Yeah, we find some. We'll send it your way. Send it, send it to me. I'll yeah. wear it, take photos. I'll do everything. I <laughs> love it. Okay. That's good. And great publicity for the Cavs. <laughs> That's awesome. The one Cavs fan. So, you said you play video games. What video games are you most into? I mean, I play a lot of Call of Duty, you know. Let's go. Just hop off my boys. I mean, my boys from home. Right. Like, uh, yeah. my, my friend Jaden, Miles. We all just hop on. We not good. <laughs> but we, we going to play, though. Yeah. We all just we, we going to give him just a laugh. I mean, yeah. that's what, that's yeah, what the game is supposed to be. I mean, yeah. it's like, everyone loves, like, try hard. And, like, everyone on our team is good at that game. Mm-hmm. But I, when I get on the game, I'm supposed to make it. I'm just making everyone laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking nothing serious, you know? Yeah. Love it. Love He's got that 0.2 KDR. No, no. My, no, don't. Okay, you can't just show me that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, too far, Justin. Hey, because I may be, I may be, I may act like I'm garbage, but, like, Okay. Warzone, I'm terrible because I'm not. It's battle royale. Yeah. It's, I'm not, that's tough. But like multiplayer though, nah, come on now. Okay, I was like okay. 3.0 KD. Like, okay. I, was, I, was, okay. I was a sweat. I, I was. I, I, I was a sweat. <laughs> but I still had fun doing it though. Like yeah. everyone was burning me. Like I'm gonna get my kills. Like yeah. I'm not gonna die much either. So cool. <laughs> let's go, let's go. We we need to stream like us three just against you three on one and you'd still wreck us. Oh, yeah. I'm not probably right now. Nah, because I started playing on PC and everyone's good on PC. Oh, yeah, yeah. PC. Everyone's good on PC. Yeah. You said you stream, right? I started streaming a little bit. You want to throw out your like Twitch I mean, tag or whatever? It's um, it's Juno right now. U E N O. 
It's about yeah, no. probably I don't know if I might change it to Quentin Rice, honestly. Just see yeah. how that works. Yeah. But I mean it's on my Instagram, so I mean sometimes yeah. sometimes I'll throw it up there like, hey, I'm streaming, but sometimes yeah. I'll just like just throw on the stream and act like I'm not act like I'm not streaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh I'm streaming? No. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So everybody check out Quentin's stream. You can find it on his Instagram. Of <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Oh, man. Um, we asked this question to Corbin and Dom last week. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure? I mean, what, okay, explain that. What, what do you mean by that? It, it could be anything, you know, like movies that like you don't mm-hmm. want to admit you watch to your buddies because you know you're going to get clowned. Twilight. Like, they they said like, Twilight. They said Food. It could be like, I don't know. It could be Damn all, it. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll do food and I'll do food and TV show then. Eggo waffles. Like, Eggo waffles. Okay. Like, no joke. Like, my girlfriend would buy me a box of, yeah. like, 72 waffles from Costco, and I would finish that in a week. It's <laughs> <laughs> just good. Just the plain ones? Or just do you like the chocolate the chip? buttermilk and, um, buttermilk and home, just normal. Okay. I don't, like, I don't like chocolate. Okay. That's just my okay. thing. I don't like chocolate. Yeah, and then TV show, I think, uh, a lot of people don't like, but sort of online. I love, I love that show. Okay, or, or that's that, the first anime I ever that watched. Is, that yeah. is, uh, Pokemon. I, I mean, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon stuff right now. I, po- I would die hard Pokemon fan. Like I got a whole Pokemon card collection in my apartment. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. You play Pokemon Go? Of course. Well, I got the phone. I got the card in the phone. I got the card in the phone case. I switch it out every month. Love to see it. You switch it. We might have to add you as a friend on Pokemon Go because all three of us are going on Pokemon. I don't have a level, but I be just I sometimes going to sometimes. Yeah, just going to just catch Pokemon and just dip. I mean, disappear for like six months. I'm not promoting not paying attention in class, but I don't know. There's some classes that you're sitting in at BYU where you're like in range of like five Pokestops at the same time. <laughs> I saw, so I saw, like, saw that before. Yeah. And like at BYU class, there's like three. There's yeah. one at the field house, there's one by the RB, and there's one on a statue. So okay. if you're like in the right place in the locker room, you get all three. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. I was like, you know, I'm just going to chill. Like, that's always my chill, that's why the locker My dorm was next to, in the center of three of them too. Okay. Oh, so I'll wake perfect. up, get those, and then go to practice, get those before practice, and then we get them after practice. Yeah, I got, no, we just be chilling. You got right, system, those Pokeballs. He's got it down. He's got to a science. got the strategy down, of course. <laughs> We love that. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Q. We really appreciated you coming on. Uh, just to let you know, we have to tell this to everybody. Now that you've come on the show, you are contractually obligated to come on whenever we may ask you. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Depends if I'm free. <laughs> if I'm asleep, I'm like, ah, dang. Nah, we're, we're, we're going to show up with the water bucket. I'm, I'm a little busy. Ah, my car broke down. I'm, like, I'm in bed, just like, like sleeping in. So you can call me on a Saturday at like 3 o'clock. What are you doing? I'm asleep. <laughs> oh, I just woke up. Last night was, oh, I did a lot last night. I was playing a game. Uh-huh. Sleeping in. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like, we can give you that excuse. We can let you sleep in. I mean, that's my because you excuse that everyone's like, "What you what you doing tonight? Sleeping." <laughs> I mean, What's you're a D one athlete. They gotta give you that. Right? So what's your plan this week? Sleep. <laughs> sleep. You can text me, but I'll be sleep. <laughs> Love it. That is awesome. Uh, before we go, I'm gonna give you a time. You can ask us questions. Kind of mm-hmm. turn the tables there. If you don't have any, that's no, fine. I mean, put I, you on the spot. I mean, what made y'all start a podcast at this point? I mean, like, mm. just. <clears throat> I have, a, I have an answer that I give to everyone. Yeah. Uh, these are just conversations we had anyway. We just figured we hit record. and just, It's just fun. But you know, all three of us are married. So yeah. it gives us three married guys an excuse to get together and talk sports under the precedent of responsibility. <laughs> no one tell us, like, oh, no, we got people that are depending on us. Like, we, we have to go yeah. do this. So we, we got to record tonight. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. So, I mean, that's, like, my number one reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're all just huge sports fans. Mm-hmm. You're a Cavs fan, we're BYU fans, you know. And it's just fun to kind of get it all out, you know. Yeah. With each other, with friends. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, that's the greatest. And I, I know we always, we have a, so, some uh, relatively warm takes about some things, you know. Mm-hmm. And all the talking heads out on television we think are noodles sometimes. So we're like, you know what? Yeah. We need to get our voices out there. We, we, we know we have to put something out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You straight. voted yes on that poll that Jared's a hater. Straight. So, I mean, wait, what poll? The, um... The uh, uh, yeah, Jared's a, a hater. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. Sometimes I'd be clicking and just like, oh, damn. Oops. I was like, <laughs> I was like, which one is even Jared? <laughs> <laughs> now, see, now I feel bad. Now, now I feel out of pocket. <laughs> but that, it wasn't an accident you voting us going 12 and 0, right? Never. Okay. Of course. No, I did it on purpose. Of course. To the second, I was like, nope, yes, yes, yes. Win, like, win, win. So why would you want to go, go against yourself? Yeah, yeah of course. Sense, right? For real. Not Calvin Ridley. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you, also, you also saw the highlights. Come on, now. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. That was one of the funniest things it seems like. Oh, you got, you got, you got spent for gambling? Like, he wasn't gambling. He been around the field, ran backwards, and looked at the dude and was like, are you like this happy? It's kind of obvious he was betting against himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's hilarious. I totally forgot about Kelly Ridley. You know? like, oh, no, I was like, man. if you really, if you you really not on a team, if you don't bet against yourself, honestly, yeah. you yeah, can't go yeah. into a game with a losing mentality. Right. So like, even games is like, oh, Oregon. Everyone don't want us to win that game, but we want to win the game. Yeah. Time to make an upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. how we go in every single game. You didn't have us favored for Utah. Mm-hmm. But how we do? How we come into the game? We won. Ready. Exactly. We came in here ready. Maybe. We came in here ready to play. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we treat every game, honestly. Like underdogs, like how they stab us in the back, like, oh, it's time to make a name. Yeah. You guys but, feel like you guys have a chip on your shoulder. Always. Like, yeah. I mean being ranked twenty fifth after such a great last two years. Like, disrespect. Yeah. It's like we went ten and three. Yeah. We beat all the best competition. We yeah. beat all pack twelve. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh no, y'all still y'all still twenty fifth. Like yeah. Disrespect should have put us a little higher. Like, yeah, I'll be cool like eighteen, you know, <laughs> like fifteen, cause like That's you could, you could, if you could lose and go down, but you could also win and get jumped up really high. Yeah, but twenty fifth is like y'all lose, you out. Yeah, now we, now we unranked. Yeah, now yeah. it's like man, now they're just really disrespecting us now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think well, everyone's taking that very seriously this year. Good, I'm love. I'm glad. I love to hear that. We're with you. We're yes, with you. <laughs> yeah. yes, we have the chip on yeah, our shoulder. Chip too. on our shoulder too. Don't do anything, yeah. but it's there. It's <laughs> we're we're gonna be yelling at the announcers on TV a little bit more this year. Just for oh, you. Oh, I'll, I'll be doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing it on the field though. Yeah. Yelling at the refs. Yeah. Yeah. We might catch one team just cussing out the refs. Okay, we don't. Of course, when we're watching games, like sometimes our wives have to like leave the room because like how much we scream at the refs. It's bad. <laughs> it's all right, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on Q. Of we course. loved having the uh, having this conversation. Um, we'll definitely have you on again because this is, this has been amazing. We'll have to do like a round table with all the DPs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that'd be, so many I think lot of, I think that'd be kind of cool. I think everyone, yeah. I think everyone be down. Unless yeah, together, the less everyone's tired. Because yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, everyone, sure. everyone loves sleeping in our room, just chilling. Hey, that's right, we love sleep too. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll catch it's on a Zoom meeting, I think that would be the perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Plan out like 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone yeah, can time. just like hang up and yell on the Gotta get your $8. Exactly, gotta get paid. Well, uh, last thing before you go, we gotta get a Go Cougs from you. That's how we end every single interview. Of course, Go Cougs. Go, go Cougs, Cougs, baby! Go Let's Cougs. go. Uh, that was a great interview. That was probably the best interview we've done today. 
Every interview we Easily. do is the best interview we do. Yes. Yeah, no, that was a really good one, though. Honestly. Oh, yeah. We that loved awesome. having Quentin on the show. Quentin huge, was great. Huge shout out to Quentin. Lots of great insight. Great guy. Yeah, make sure you're following him on Instagram and checking out his uh, you know, his streaming his platforms. Streaming. I'm oh, definitely yeah. going to hop on and watch. I've never watched a stream except for my brother because I had to. You're going to But I'm definitely going to go watch Quentin's stream because he seems yeah. like a hilarious guy. Yep, follow him on Instagram at Quentin Rice. That's pretty easy. Pretty with easy. an O, right? Not no. Yes, with an O. Quentin with an O. Spelled like Quentin Rice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. That was awesome. So excited for him. Uh, we're kind of making our way through the DB group a little bit. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. are. We're, we're, and we got all the Coach G's guys. <laughs> like, we, we didn't plan it that way. Mind. It's just kind of like how it's happened, I guess. Yeah, but. which is good because this is going to be the best DB group BYU has ever had. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you set it? I, you know what? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I believe it. I am full in on the Kool-Aid. Full in. All right. You're a believer. You're not a skeptic. Nope. No okay. Saul. He's, I, the, he's the Jaron Hall skeptic. Not a doubt. Like Thomas. The DB believer. Yes, right. I'm going to come up with an apostle for that one. <laughs> Not right now. All right. Mary Don't hold Magdalene. your breath. It'll come sometime. He's the Mary Magdalene of our DB group. <laughs> <laughs> he has a demon inside of him for Jared Hall. <laughs> okay, we, we need to stop with the sacrilege. Uh, I, think we, I think that's good enough to end the episode on, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Great interview. I'm so excited for BYU football now. Um, but first, we got week zero. Everybody tune in. It's going to be awesome. Check out the weekend watch guide on royalstrongandtrue.com. That is your one-stop shop for all of our content. There's links to social media, to the podcast itself, to the weekend watch guides. We put up little blurbs about the week's slate. It's awesome, so go check that out. Yep. Pretty soon in the near future, there will be little blog posts that we'll be doing too. So Ooh, la, la. keep an eye out for that. Again, that is royalstrongandtrue.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We loved having you with us. You know, this is you know the best podcast ever, and you guys are the best listeners ever. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you leave a five-star review, download, and share it with your friends. We'll see you next time. Breaking news. Oh, oh Aaron Donald is the new Miles Garrett. Yes, he swung with his oh helmet in practice. <laughs> in practice. In a practice. Goodness. We're talking about practice. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyaltyRoyalPod2. Yep, tell your friends. Yep, don't swing helmets at people. That's assault. Bye now. Thank you. Love you. <laughs>